James? Yes. Yeah, can you can you hear me all right? Yes, I can now. I lost yeah. there for a second. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, so I feel uh, very fortunate to have come across your publication, The Divine Province, and, uh, and, and, and frankly, it is the most concise, it gives the most concise for listeners, it gives the most concise background historically uh, where we came from that, that I've personally come across. So as I was going through your book and I was going through various chapters, it, it not only does it make ends connect like I've never read before or heard before, uh, it really helps me understand uh, the uh, the formation not only of the United States but where we are today and what we're dealing with right now is this universal virus that is forcing people well it's leading them to believe that they're being forced uh, to alter their lifestyles in ways that incredibly infringes on their uh, freedoms and their civil liberties but uh, but anyway for James for um, and thank you to uh, Ed 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 Riken who uh, who I initially uh, had uh, reached out to and made a con connection with. Um, so I think I want to thank Ed. Um, but uh, but James, for listeners, please give a, a brief introduction of who you are, what you do. Right. I'm Jim McBride. They call me JT. I've been at this uh, for, well, for 45 years. You know, I've been on this mission. I've actually started into the legal end of, of all of this about 30 years ago. Um, and I've, I found that... Um, some interesting things. I found that actually that the world operates on the story that, that is told in the Bible. And for me, I was raised Catholic and I rejected the church. And for when I found that out, that was some startling news. And I mean, I, I really had to, to wrap my mind around that. And it's something that people don't, uh, they really have trouble with that today. But I've done that, you know, years and years of research, years of years of uh, legal work, legal research, documents and stuff to really to prove that the, uh, um, uh, that the world, the geopolitical structure of the world is based on the story told in the Bible. And not only that, but uh, the, the Christ's new covenant, which is a covenant, is a, is a contract, was written 2,000 years ago. And we find ourselves today at the end of that 2,000-year-old cycle and the beginning of a new. Um, what, uh, you know, we're finding ourselves at the end of the age of Pisces and moving into the age of Aquarius. And in this shift from one age to another, we, we're, we're changing the rules of the game, where we, we learned and grew through uh, lack and want and pain and suffering. We're moving into an age where we're going to learn from abundance and prosperity. We're going to learn our lessons, life lessons or our soul lessons through love and compassion. And so I've spent 45 years of my life, one, preparing for this, uh, and, and much of that the universe sent me through uh, obstacles and, and, and adventures that um, challenged my fear um, and ch challenged fears of all kinds, spiritual, mental, physical, um, and, and put me in positions where uh, to face the government and face the governments and the evils of the world. And so I was put in that thing, I was prepared for that, and, and that's what I've done for many years as I've stood in the face of evil and I've looked the devil in the eye and, and exposed that. And, and I, I see today's, you know, today's, there's so much chaos and insanity in the world. And for some, it's very, very scary. But for me, it's very, very exciting because in this chaos, we, we, we know that chaos precedes change. And this is what I'm seeing in the world is we're changing from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. And this is a very, very radical change. It's almost a 180-degree change in, in the way we think, uh, believe, and, and act. Um, and so there is automatically this, this chaos. And so that's what I've been involved in for, for the most part of my life and very, very extensively in the last 10 or 15 years. Um, and, and I'm seeing things today that, that, um, I, that this transition is happening. You know, we've, um, so many of us have for, for years, for a lot of our lives, we've believed, okay, we were working for this ascension, that the, the, the humankind was ascending. And, and that is true. We've been raising our vibration in preparation for this shift. Um, but there's so much fear. Uh, nobody knows what to believe, what to think, who to believe, or who to trust. And that's all part of the issue, all part of the plan.
is to challenge everybody's beliefs about everything because everything we know is a lie and an illusion. So we're being awakened through all this chaos and this insanity and seeing, awakened to see who we are and where we're going. For me, it's a very, very exciting time in the world because this stuff is actually now manifesting on Earth. This ascension process, the raising of our vibration as a collective, is now beginning to manifest a real heaven on earth. And I understand it doesn't look like heaven yet, but when you see what's going on and you know what's going on in the background, it is awesome. Uh, what's being prepared and what's coming to light right now is very, very exciting. So. Is there a, is there a, a conventional power shift uh, from that, uh, from that, in, 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 in part of that transition. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a 180 degree shift. I can tell you, for 2,000 years, we've been operating. In 2,000 years ago, when, when Jesus gave Peter the keys to the kingdom, he took away our right to rule over our own, our own kingdoms as sovereigns. And we see in America today, in 1933, there was another occupation where they took our property, they put it in trust, and they managed our property. That was another form of occupation. Well, for 2,000 years, the people have been under the rule of something else. And that has been the successor to Peter and ultimately the Vatican and all the evil that, that is connected with that. Well things, events have changed where now suddenly, as of last uh, last few weeks, that the people's right uh, to rule over their own kingdoms as sovereign has been returned. So yes, there's an absolute shift back from the this occupational force that ruled over, uh, over the people and back to now the people are regaining our right to sovereignty. But that raises the next question. What the hell is sovereignty and how do we exercise that? We don't know what sovereignty is for sure because all we know is what we've been told it is. And ultimately what sovereignty is, is every man's right to, to uh, rule over his own kingdom as long as he harms nobody and as long as he's a good steward to the land. Okay, but what does that mean and how do we do that? Does that mean we, we take back our sovereignty or that we do this through force? I don't think so. I think it's a matter of expressing our sovereign authority. The way the world is, under, is structured today, and there's another key, we have to understand the way the world is structured today. We can stand up as individual sovereign people and we have protections all kinds of protections for ourselves, for our property. But we have to stand up and, and, and express or exercise that sovereign authority. We know in America today, we have two governments. We have the fraudulent defunct uh, uh, United States, USA Inc. Um, that is, uh, was operating out of the, the foreign con uh, continent of, uh, of DC. Um, and we now have the military who is actually in charge of the Republic. Today, the Republic does live for the first time in hundreds of years, for uh, almost 200 years. It, it is actually alive and well today. And the government or the military has, I mean, they've done a great deal under Trump uh, and even after Trump uh, to clean up this mess and make it possible for the people to reclaim their sovereign authority and reclaim our private property. But they can't do it all for us because then it would be a military coup. The military doesn't need, they don't operate to have people follow them. They follow the people and the people's will. Well, at the moment, the people's will is willy-nilly. We all sitting around and taking what we get. Uh, if we don't sovereign, if the people don't express their sovereign authority, they're basically consenting to whatever they give us. So we're in a very unique position today, in, in, in not only in America, but in the world, because now we're in a position where now we can say, how do we express our sovereign authority from here on? What kind of government, governmental forces do we want in the world? And I think ultimately we need to understand what government is. Government is to govern, to control over. 
sovereigns don't have somebody controlling over them. They control over. And I think other than governments, what we need today are our service providers. We need to have a military that's going to protect us. We need a, a service provider that's going to collect the trash every day and it's going to maintain our roads and our, and our, our infrastructure. Now, we don't have to give up our sovereign authority to get those things because it's just a private contract. And that's where we're moving back to. So, yes, there is a, 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 a transfer of, of, tra of power back to the people, but only you know, the, the thing is the people have to stand up and exercise that. And you have to know what it is and how to exercise it. And that's what we do. We, we go on our website, theprivatepeople.com and oneglobalestate.com, is we, tell, we, we break this down for you. Here's, what, here's what's really going on. Here's the laws that the military operate under. Here's the law that the occupational forces and the government operate under. And there is a set of laws that they are accountable under. It's just not the ones we use. We, you know, they, they the military occupation or this occupational force that's ruled over us for all of our lives, they, they're not liable for the rule, their, their, their rules. They're, they're held liable under another set of rules. Well, when we start using those rules and we, as sovereigns, now we have, and now we have some leverage. And we can do that without, without uh, um, any kind of conflict or violence. We have a court case in in uh, in New York in the Court of International Trade right now, which is a very all about this about these uh, um, this transition, and I am the archivist of the documents that uh, that caused all of the this transition, because um, not only are we changing in a physical and, and and spiritual way, but to change the rules of the game called life on Earth, we actually had to change the rules and the contracts upon which it was based. So for 2,000 years, we've been operating under Christ's new covenant, but in Christ's new covenant, it tells us how to terminate that contract or that trust at this period of time. And so that's what we've done. That's what's been done. And now we're moving into the age of Aquarius under a new trust, and it's called a celestial trust. Um, that now controls things in a completely different way under the rules of uh, and principles of, of Aquarius. And that is um, a, a rule by the people. Everything, uh, yeah, every, all the people are uh, equal, but um, we all control an equal but undivided portion of a whole. We are the owners or the heirs of the kingdom. And so we all now have control over, are going to be able to say, how is this is all uh, maintained and managed? Uh, so we're moving into a whole new world, and I can tell you, we are really into this transition. It's wonderful. So, John, explain for listeners, what is a straw man? Well, there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on that, and that actually is do very little but other than confuse people. It's a lot of the patriot stuff. It's part of the last, uh, the research has been going on throughout, through decades. The straw man is, uh, it's technically, it's something that, it, it, it's something that stands in place of another. And what you're talking about is the, the birth certificate creates what is called a straw man or a, a CESUQ trust. And that, that birth certificate uh, represents your divinely granted um, equal but undivided portion of the whole. And it is that leverage or that property, your portion of the divine estate, which the state is leveraging to create funds to make money. And it's that, that thing that they owe you interest on. So in one, some people call it a straw man. It's just simply, it's a trust that, that, that uh, where the government Holds, holds your portion of the, your divine estate in order to leverage that to create um, to create funds. And, and and how does that relate to the, this covenant with Christ that you're saying pre, uh, dates back two thousand years? And then is there relation to that and the the the, the Vatican? Well, yes, actually, the Vatican was. I mean, of course, they have been the successor to Peter for two thousand years until ten years ago. Um, and how this all relates back is Christ's new covenant says that 
to, to determinate the trust to become the true heir of the kingdom, you must accept and acknowledge. You have to, or uh, you have to, ex excuse me, you have to accept and surrender to be sacrificed to be to facilitate the merger into the Father's kingdom. Well, all of those terms are trust terms, and it means that it's a specific specific legal process within trust law that when you accept and acknowledge and perfect the title on the estate, being the birth certificate, and then you surrender that title for collections, what it does, it effectively kills the public side of that trust, and it moves all that into the private side. So back under the father's kingdom in original jurisdiction, in equity. It kills off all of the private side. So that's what that's what uh, Christ's new covenant tells us. Jesus told us on the uh, on the Sermon on the Mount that there were two books, so there were two paths within the book. There was the wide and, and broad path to destruction, and there was the the straight and narrow. And we also see that um, in the Bible they said that that the Father hates religion, that he despises the the, the holy uh, uh, meetings. So. What we see there, or what I take from that is, Jesus says the straight and narrow. If we look at the Bible as just a contract, as a covenant that it says it is, there's the straight and narrow, okay? And the rest of it is why it is what they've taken in the Bible and turned into religion, okay? And we know, I mean, you get very, my, very people with little knowledge of the Bible is very easily argue that there was a lot of controversies and contradictions in the Bible. So, when you look at Christ's covenant as from the straight and narrow, just as a trust document, and you can see that it spans the 2,000 years of the age of Pisces, and it tells us exactly how to terminate those trusts. So, what we do, we've developed a process where you take the, um, the birth certificate, that is your estate, that represents your uh, right title and interest in the divine estate, your equal and undivided portion of the whole, and we accept and acknowledge that. We perfect title on that, and then we do a surrender for collections. And we do, we surrender that to uh, um, the commander-in-chief under the laws of belligerent occupation. And what that does, that turns you into an internationally protected person or a, a, a diplomatic person. And we've had this verified by several military personnel, by the Secret Service, the FBI. Uh, we've had, um, we've, we've been run around the mill. We've been visited many times and every single one of us has told us, absolutely, our paperwork is golden and you are in fact a, a diplomatic person. Um, it, it's quite interesting and, and we're beginning to now um, see the results of where they're going to be transferring credits um, into our trust for discharge of debt. Uh, that's something that came down this just last uh, Thursday. Who so, is, who is they, James, and 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 where do the credits originate? Well, these credits are when you look at the the uh, um, the financial system today, you use a double entry bookkeeping. So there's for every debit, there's a credit. Okay, for every for every bit of the of the, the debt here, there's also an asset or a credit somewhere in the world sitting in the IMF. In fact, okay, so there is there is the positive and the negative side of these accounts. That both exist. It's the private side or the the credits over here uh, at the IMF. These are all controlled by Fidelity uh, uh, Investments. Um, those so those credits can be uh, moved over into credited to our accounts or uh, to yes for us to use as discharge. So it'd be Fed Fidelity Investment that got the uh, the word that as part of the Celestial Trust um, that these uh, there'd be funds would be transferred to these accounts. So believe this is all going to be part of. I believe that the the RV is coming here any day. Uh, I think that you know what we're seeing are uh, um, all the. The tumblers coming to be placed, putting coming into place to to turn the lock, and I believe that's going to happen here very very shortly. And um, this is all part of that. Is there uh, is there is there something 
uh, you're talking about the service that you're offering via your website, and you're free to mention the name of that website again or you to do so. Is there something outside of what you're doing with that website? Um, is there something official that's happening? You 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 were you referred to the Republic being alive and well, yet we're you know we're looking at this event that happened in January on the Capitol. We've got uh, D.C. the Capitol building under military lockdown. Uh, President Biden, uh, and that's a that's even a controversial election, right? We've got. Right. Many people think that that was a rigged election. It wasn't a true election. We got him stumbling upstairs uh, yesterday, uh, walking up to uh, Air Force One. What is happening in D.C.? Is there something happening outside of that that you're saying? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. you got to remember that D.C. is a foreign territory. It's not part of the United States. It's It's a foreign district, and that's where the United States, Inc. was operating out of. USA, Inc. is now defunct. The White House has been locked down. The lights are off. It's vacant. Um, when you go to the U.S. Treasury website, you'll see that that almost every office is vacant. There's only like two undersecretaries, you know, I mean, assistant secretaries that are even in the office. We called uh, we called the, the Supreme Court not long ago, and a military personnel answered the phone and said the court is closed. Okay, well, the courts never closed unless the corporation is dead. So we can see that the corporation is dead. There's no, that whoever is playing Biden is not in DC. Trust me, I know. Uh, I've got people in DC. Um, the White House is vacant. So all of that stuff is just being allowed to, to go on to expose everything so that the people can see what's going on. The people have to know the truth. You know, we can't go back to everybody being sovereign whenever half the people, when, when they've got everybody divided and ready to go to civil war, especially when it's all over lies. We're all being lied to. There's nothing that any of us have been told that are true. Life is not what we, we believe it is. And so, yeah, I, there is, there's a great deal of things going on. I, I communicate with the, with the Joint Chiefs. So, I mean, I know that you know that there are a great deal of things going on um there's trump is still in air force one biden doesn't fly on air force one he doesn't have access to the pentagon he's not in the white house it's all just a show to to get people to uh, to see what's going on and secondly to get the people off their ass the people are the sovereigns we can no longer sit on the couch and, and act and, and still be a sovereign. We expect the government and or the military to do our bidding, but yet we want to maintain our sovereign authority. It doesn't work that way. The military operates on our orders. They fulfill our will, and we are not expressing our will. You know, and, and that's the thing. The people must stand up. But yeah, I'm in communication with a lot of them. You know, and I, I, that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing, getting ready to, to start a huge campaign to awaken the people and let them know, here's what's going on. You have to begin to exercise your sovereign authority. And here's how you begin. You know, we people have to understand what government is and what sovereign authority is. And that sovereign doesn't mean everybody's a dictator. Nobody's a dictator. You're a dictator over your own physical body, and that's it. You know, so there has to be a complete re-education. The people, what is sovereign authority? How do you express that? How, how do you exercise that? Um, because if we don't exercise it, we're going to accept what we get. And I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to take all of these codes and statutes are, are part of the occupational force. They were part of the 1933 occupation where all these codes and statutes are attacks on the mortgage that became uh, uh, that, that the national banking emergency became. So all these codes and statutes go to the Federal Reserve banks. Well, if the, the national banking emergency has been terminated and it has, then all these codes and statutes are now void too. But if we sit and, and when we obey those and we still allow them to, then we're consenting to them a, a defunct corporation continuing to manage our world. And so with, that's, with people must stand up 
and and see what is in. Uh, we're starting a new campaign to challenge everything, everybody, everything. We have documents that we're putting out to, to assist people and, and education assist people to challenge every single court case, every traffic violation, and very simple. We created a legal process that is so simple, everybody can learn it and everybody can use it. And and we're, we're, we got a process that ties into the, the our court case in, in New York where you can take and you can challenge the jurisdiction of any court or any government agency anywhere in the United States. And, and if they don't come clean, you can file those, those court uh, charges of barity straight into the, our court case in New York. So um, we are beginning a huge campaign um, and we're getting ready to go on the road this spring. Um, to push this idea that challenge everything. So I would encourage people to come to uh, the privatepeople.com where we start out with uh, the very, very basics. And then you can move on into one global estate where we have uh, a series of a dozen different uh, websites that we use there in the private to, um, to where we provide uh, rules of uh, our tools of empowerment for you. And we give you all kinds of educational tools, real physical tools of empowerment to help you in uh, to know what sovereign authority is and to, to peacefully and rightfully uh, um, exercise that sovereign authority. So, so the, the privatepeople.com and or oneglobalestate.com. Let me, let me ask you a question, James. Uh, you know, I, mm -hmm. use a, I use a phrase, uh, uh, commonly, when I speak to people about uh, the financial system, and 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 let me ask you this question: I, you, we've got the, we've got the, uh, uh, we have got the the uh, the International Monetary Fund. I believe that's uh, based in um, in D.C. But then we've got the the bank uh, there in Basel, Switzerland. International settlements. Um, do all roads lead to the system that's been inherent in uh, inherently um, uh, 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 received through Rome or, or all roads leading to Switzerland in a financial sense? It's all Rome. Yeah, it's all Rome. Absolutely. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, all, all, all roads lead to Rome. And, and are they leading to the Vatican? Absolutely. Yes. Still today in 2021, what is the, what, well, what is, no, no, no. but it only points to Vatican today. That's the thing. It only points there. That is the part of the legal or, or the system that is being dismantled. I can tell you, I executed, I assisted in executing and prosecuting, processing the documents that terminate the entire fiat system globally from the IMF, the World Bank. Uh, the Federal Reserve Bank and over 200 uh, um, central banks. I was there whenever they executed the documents to terminate the entire system and to turn all the gold and all the assets over to the quantum financial system. So this was all done last month. Uh, um, it's, it's a done deal and it's in the process now. So all that system, although yes, it still points to the Vatican, that is the system that is being destroyed. It is now defunct. And, and, and so where, where, where does that quantum system, where does that reside geographically? I don't know that but it is geographic. It's universal. It's in the sky. Interesting. James, how does, uh, how does the... And that is the purpose for the Space Force. The Space Force. To protect the banking system. Right. Right. That makes, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we just finished with Alana Freeland. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but we, but that's something that we did discuss as, as well. Uh, uh, talk about for a minute for, for listeners because this may be this may be jumping a little bit for 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 a lot of listeners. Talk a little bit about um, maritime law versus natural law, and then how the Postmaster General uh, equates into this. Well. Yeah, I mean, the entire world, like I say, is is a trust. It all is a trust based on the Bible. Um, the, when you break down that trust, it all starts with the head trustee or the head occupant is the Vatican. Then under that, number two was the postmaster general of uh, or the universal postal union, the postal union. Every 
a sovereign nation, the first thing requirement for a sovereign nation is to have a, a postmaster. So that's what they did. They created a UPU, the Universal Postal Union was number two of the trustee list. And then under that, each sovereign nation had a postmaster, was level three of the trustees, and they had the authority under that to, to uh, uh, for the government below that. So that's the hierarchy of the trust. And you'll see in, in your local community, you'll see you know, your township trustee, the county trustee, you know, there's all these trustees from, you know, they, they control the land and they go all the way up. And it's a tier of them all the way from, from once we get to the uh, postmaster general of the United States, it goes from there, that's level four or level three. And then uh, uh, the UPU is level two. And then it goes to the Vatican. But that, but that's but, you know, the Vatican no longer holds the keys either. So I mean that that is all that is all a dying system, and it's it's been in the process for ten years of terminating that. Um, the key was taken from them ten years ago, whenever um, uh, Benedict stepped down. You know, I mean, when Benedict stepped down, he took the name of Pope Emeritus. Well, emeritus means having fully con um, fulfilled his duty as successor to Peter. Well, there's only two ways to do that. One is to die, and we know that, well, we, relative, we have evidence to suggest he's still alive and well. We don't know if it's a clone or not, but it, 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 he suggested he's alive. So the only other option is to return to Peter. So he was stating to the world when he stepped down and took that name that, uh, that Peter had returned. And so he had passed on the key, um, and that was the termination. You'll see, uh, you know, there's um, uh, different prophecies that, that say that uh, Benedict was going to be the final pope, or there would be one pope beyond him, and that was, would be Peter, Peter the Roman. Well, we know that uh, um, that when um, what's his name that's in there now, he he uh, he refused to take the papal palace. He refused to wear the papal shoes, he, you know, and, and in fact, he said he was the Bishop of Rome. He was not the Pope. So we knew he was not the real Pope. He was not the successor to Peter. He was just the interloper that was coming in and still maintaining this whole fallacy, uh, even without authority. And so, you know, so he has taken and maintained all this fallacy or this illusion for 10 years now, while, while the people, while everybody in the background has been taking this uh, power and authority away from him. You can see whenever Trump and his, uh, I was back in I was maybe 17 or 18, whenever he went to, uh, um, he went to visit the Queen and it didn't go so well for the Queen. And then from there he went to visit the Vatican. Well, that was in the process where he had the documents in hand to, uh, to show that the Queen in the city of London, look, you no longer have any control over any of these assets. And when he went to Vatican, you no longer have any, any uh, uh, um, um, immunity. You know, and what happened? You know, the, the Vatican was always immune from everything, from prosecution. Why? Because they were the occupant. Okay, and the occupant is not subject to the laws of the, uh, of the, of the occupation. So they were immune. Well, once they took it, once the key was removed from them, now they no longer had that immunity. And you can see in the years after that, that they raided the Vatican Bank. They, they raided the, uh, the, the vaults in the, uh, in the bottom of the Vatican lately, and they took 60 train, uh, plane loads of, uh, of valuables out of there. They, they've stripped them of trillions of dollars of assets. Uh, and all that because they no longer hold the keys, uh, to, uh, they're no longer the successor to Peter. So that whole infrastructure, that whole trust as it operated under that occupation is now falling apart. And that's the chaos we're seeing today. So all of this, uh, all this uh, COVID and stuff is that occupational force trying to hold on and force the people to consent. And here they go, they're all consenting. And so as long as the people consent to their being, they're, they're being ruled over by them, then the military is really, uh, uh, has no, no other options. So that's what's where the, we are today. What's the difference between the black pope and the white pope? And I want you to talk a little bit more later about the, the COVID-19 and how that translates into the, the, this global reset. But what's, what's the difference between those two popes? Well, the two popes, that's the, the black and the white, the yin and the yang, the public and the private. 
um, is pretty much what it is. The uh, you know the the Black Pope is definitely a, has always been a Jesuit, and you know he pretty much runs the the show uh, in the background. Uh, the the Pope Francis and and the, they are pretty much the the figurehead. They have a lot of power and control, but they they, they both operate on the other each their side of the camp. It's the Black Pope that's the one that does all the bribery and all the stuff, you know, and controls the media and all that stuff. And 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 what's how does this COVID nineteen relate to the Great Reset that uh, Klaus Schwab is talking about? Um, and then what what can people do? You, you, you know, what can people do? Obviously not consent, but what do you what do you recommend? Those are two different questions, but uh, but 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 start with uh, start with the Great Reset. What what does that mean to you? Well, and this is a, there. There's see. There's two different great resets. There's what they had in mind for us, and there's what we have in mind for us. Uh, you know, there's two different things there. Where there was two different quantum financial systems as well. There was their version of it, and there was our version of it. You know, this has been a battle between the light and the dark, for sure, absolutely. So that you know, they've mirrored each other's uh, um, um, products, if you will. Uh, and so the great reset for them was to to uh, take everybody's debt, wipe it out, and they get all the property. Well, that was their version of it. And we all became absolute slaves. Well, our version of it is, and this is the one that's actually happening now, is that it's all been redeemed. All the Federal Reserve, all the, the Federal Reserve banks and the central banks, where they had thought, where their plan was, to go bankrupt and they can now maintain all of the assets, the ill-gotten gains, the way it was done, they don't get to maintain anything. All those ill-gotten gains are all getting uh, seized back and brought back and, and given back to the people. And that is the reset. Um, all of those, all the, these fictions and all this stuff that they, the ill-gotten gains, like I said, it's all being cashed in and it's now being accredited to the people. So it's two different fix, two different systems. It was the same name. Uh, they were going to reset everything to zero. Everybody's going to get you know no debt, but they were going to end, in their version. They were going to end up with all power and control, with absolute control all over the property, and us being the property as well. On the other side is they have absolutely no control. They they lose everything, uh, and the reset is the reset of the value and and the authority and the power back to the people. And so ultimately, that's what's going on. That's what's happening. And like I said, I know that's true because I, I processed and delivered the papers to uh, to the Joint Chiefs personally. So um, we we won. That is the reset that's happening. So uh, what that would like to say that what that's going to be, and we're going to see it very shortly. I think um, there's a chance we're going to see it before the end of the month. There that uh, there will be the, the reset, and that will be the reset technically or the 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 exchange is all about resetting the world to an even playing field. That's what Trump was doing with all these trade sanctions and stuff, was he was beginning to balance the trade board uh, in advance of this reset. And so now they'll take, and after that, now they'll rebalance. It's all, everything is just being rebalanced so that we've all working on the same playing field, that nobody's got some leverage above the other. Everything's going to be back set back to, to zero, and the people end up with the property back and their and their sovereign authority back. That is the that is the biblical thing here. I mean, Trump has been saying they've been saying for 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 years this is biblical. Well, I'm telling you, this is biblical because this is the termination or the fulfillment of Christ's new covenant, and which terminates the law form for the age of Pisces, and we're now starting into the new age of Aquarius, which requires a new trust, a new set of rules, and, and a new game board. And, and that's, that's, that's what's being happening right now, is we're shifting the, the rules and everything. So. And what's the name of that new covenant? Well, I don't know that it has a name. They're calling it Celestial Trust. I call it Divine Mistake Trust. Uh -huh. um, James, what does... Um well, what, what, how do the, the vaccinations, uh, does that does that play into this at all? Well, absolutely. That is all there. Their, see, like, again, it falls into the, the COVID thing. As long as they can get the people to consent to be compliant, 
then they're consenting and they can continue this rule over them. Until the people stand up and buck, the military has no option, no way to go in. So that's what this is all about. It's about dumbing down the people, creating fear and mistrust. Hell, you, you can't, they got everybody scared of their own family, for God's sakes, wearing masks in the car with their wives and husbands, you know, going to, you know, if they go to a Christmas or a, a family dinner, uh, they only half the family can come and they got to wear a mask. Well, this is, that's craziness. They're creating this, this division and fear so nobody knows who to believe, who to trust, what to believe or what to trust. And so what, what is left? Let's listen to the government because they wouldn't trick us. And that's what they want. They want us compliant because compliance means consent. And so that's what this is all about, fear and compliance. So if, 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 if people are consenting to receiving the vaccination, they receive the vaccination. Does that make them part of one system over another? Those that are not being vaccinated? Well, no, I don't know that it does unless the vaccine really has something in it that changes your DNA. If it makes you non-human, then I would say, yes, it would make you in a different subcategory for sure. We don't know what it does. And there again, we're seeing all these different experts that have got, you know, expert opinions from uh, A to Z. So you don't know what to believe. So in my opinion, I, I ain't taking the damn thing. If, I, if you give it to me, it's going to be in a, through a, in, a, in a corpse. You know, this is, I, I'm sovereign. This is my body. Yeah, you know, right. I think that's what it's all about. It's about divide and conquer. Nobody knows what to believe. Okay, and they've got they've got mothers against uh, fathers, you know, both believing two separate things. Well, it's tearing people apart, tearing families apart. That's what they want, because divide and conquer is their only way. If we stand together and say, hell no, we're not taking that crap and, and, and we're not wearing these friggin' masks. Oh, what are they going to do? You know, what are they going to do? Yeah, talk talk about a little, a little more about James about your service and how people can reclaim their own sovereignty or or realize their own sovereignty. Yeah, well, what we do, we create the documents for you to, uh, and we walk you through the acceptance and surrender process. Um, we do all the documents for you because, uh, to be honest, it's you don't need the learning curve. We want you to study the documents and know what you're doing. So we create the documents for you. We tell you and give you instructions of where to mail them and everything that makes you an, uh, an internationally protected person. Then we, we provide you all kinds of tools of empowerment from legal documents to uh, flyers and informational stuff. Um, we, we are constantly doing court cases and seminars and stuff. So um, we offer all those tools of empowerment to, 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 to assist you in exercising your sovereign authority um, and, and I'm telling you the biggest part of it is is knowledge is education and what we teach you challenge everything question everybody and everything including us we want you to prove it for yourself and, and if that in doing that if you prove me wrong um, good to, good on you because we're going to learn for something like that and we're going to grow no I, I want challenge everything and I think that's what we need to do because it, we're to a point nobody knows what to believe. I want evidence. Give me evidence. You say this, show me. I'm from Missouri. And that's what, we, that's what we're, we were trying to teach people how to do it. We're giving you the documents. We're giving you the tools to challenge everything so that you can now make an educated decision for yourself on what, you, what is right and wrong, what is true and what is not. Is ultimately, you know, that's what they want us to do. They want you. You have to come to them, or we have to come to them to to see what we're supposed to believe on something. We need to think for ourselves. We need to learn to think and analyze for ourselves, and then from there decide what is right. And you know what? It doesn't have to be the same thing for me and you. It's not like it's one one right fits everybody. You know, it, it, it's we all have our own perspective, but it's all about being free, exercising your sovereign authority, harming nobody, and having nobody trespassing on you and your rights. You know, it, it's not that difficult. 
You know, it's really a quite a simple process, a pretty simple life that we're, we're seeking. Just don't trespass on my, um, on my property and my rights, you know. Leave me alone. Now, James, we you, offer you all those tools of empowerment. James, you, you mentioned uh, something about uh, Trump and Biden. Uh, mainstream media, of course, uh, uh, many of us Americans are um, questioning the validity of the information we're receiving off of th those uh, outlets. But uh, we're, we're being told. Uh, anyway, that, uh, uh, that that Joe Biden is is the is the president elect. Uh, Kamala Harris, the first uh, female VP. Are are you saying that that's incorrect? No, no, absolutely they are. They're, they're the president and then the vice president of a defunct corporation that has absolutely no authority. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, they are. That they can have it. Just don't trespass on our fucking property. <laughs> okay. So, so James, how tell listeners why that corporation that they are president of? How do you know that that's defunct? Because I because I help process the documents to, to make that happen. I have the I have the documents in my possession. Yeah, and that kills a whole bunch of things. That it terminates all this. Uh, the, the yeah, the public trust in nineteen thirty three. Um, the USA Corporation, yeah, all of that. I've got those documents. Are those available for view on a website? How can listeners uh, see that? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, they are. Yeah, on one global estate. And the reason why we have uh, we do have a membership fee is because it is a membership. There's a lot of this stuff that cannot be shown in the public, but we can share it in the private. And when you come and you become a member, it's it's only two dollars for for a lifetime membership. But that ties you into a, a, a private contract that says, you know, what's private's private. You won't take our documents out and publish them somewhere else. So I think, I think your words are, 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 are poetry for, uh, for, for, well, what we know to be 75 million Americans have voted for Trump. Uh, uh, I think a lot of those people um, are, are looking for, I, I, he spoke at a CPAC. Uh, a meeting a couple weeks ago. Uh, there's talk of him rerunning. Why isn't why isn't this why isn't the conversation, James? Why why isn't the conversation of this corporation being defunct? I think a, a lot of Americans don't even realize that uh, that the United States uh, uh, the United States is is is, is, is it comes to light in actually many corporations. There are many names, many corporations that bear that the name the United States of America. Uh, that one that you're speaking of that's tied to the federal government in D.C., uh, you're saying is defunct. Why are you saying that that's going to in, in the next few weeks, a uh, couple months, that will become topic of discussion for most Americans? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, in fact, we're working on a uh, um, um, D.C. citizenship uh, to turn via uh, our statehood for DC. Yeah, uh, we're working on a program with some people in DC to capture that foreign uh, territory from the defunct corporation and uh, make it a uh, not the fifty-first state of the uh, of the corporation, but of uh, another republic of the union. So that's what we are working on right now in DC. Um, we see the same thing happening. I see everything is every state's going to revert back to a republic. We're going to be a series of republics, and uh, the United States is military is going to be operating the space force, and they'll be responsible for the um, overall security of the planet and the banking system. And uh, we will be a conglomerate of global republics. Wow. Okay. You've. You <laughs> You, you've just said some very compelling things there that, uh, that I think will resonate with, with a lot of people. Um, and uh, where does the United Nations, for instance, uh, thread into that? They're part of the old system. They, absolutely, they are part of the old system. They're going to die with the rest of it. Uh, they are either die or they're morph. There's already uh, um, a, another organization. I can't remember the name of it. Um, there's like 168 different countries have already approved it and are getting ready to fire it up. It's a replacement for the United Nations. It's going to be in the, uh, the new world type uh, mentality. So that's yeah. already in place. There's only, uh, I'd say there's 168, 170 
countries already signed on board and they're already meeting and stuff as we speak. So um, there's a lot of this stuff is so far along. Uh, there's new banking systems, new banking currencies and stuff that's um, that's ready to come online here very shortly as well. Um, just so much, so much technology and everything has been coming together for for the last 10 or 15 years and it's like everything is in uh, being staged. Um, I, it's almost akin to uh, all the horses are in the gate now uh, and we're ready with all this technology and all these funds and everything is about to be broke loose and I'm telling you we're going to have a whole new world. Um, there's going to be a lot of people, there's going to be a, a period of transition because there's so much of this stuff will be exposed over the next two to three years that will just rock people to the core. You know, there's still a great deal of people, I mean, a huge percentage of the people that are really asleep. Um, and many of them won't make the trip, you know, in, in, this, in this incarnation. And that's okay, too. You know, those people will, will choose, you know, it's just too difficult of a change. They'll come, they'll, they, they will go through another current incarnation and come back and visit um, our changes that way. But there's a great deal of us that will, and there's a whole lot of waking up to do. Um, and we have to remember, we're all in this together, you know. Uh, we have an obligation to wake up our, our, our brothers and our sisters, you know. So um, I think that we've got that coming, and we're going to be a, some time here of some very, very rude awakening. Um, some people are going to need some, some, a lot of help. So. Wow, James, uh, I thank you for joining the program, Discussion of Truth. It's been an honor. Um, and um, some parting words for listeners, some parting words for, for listeners. There's a lot of hope. I, I, I tell you, it's the most positive time in my life. There's been, uh, there's been years in you know, my life, like I've been at this for 45 years. I, I couldn't think, why, why, why am I doing this? Because there was like no hope. Um, and here today, I stand, and there's all this chaos and insanity, and I see all the hope in the world. You know, I see because I'm, I'm in the background, I'm, I'm involved in it, and I see it, and it's happening. And uh, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. So if you want more, come see us at uh, theprivatepeople.com and or oneglobalestate.com. Thank you. Keep the faith. It's, uh, we're making this happen. Wonderful. Thank you very much, James. Uh, James Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, James. Looking forward to uh, reaching out to you uh, in the short future. All right. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate it.